Hi, friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host, Erica Pizzo. Um, I have a really special friend on today, Emily. I've had her on before, Emily Kark. You guys might remember her. Um, hi, Emily. Thanks for being on. Hi. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Okay, so Emily and I did the 40-day sugar fast together, and we actually had a group of ladies join us um, who we all texted each other throughout it. And so today we want to talk about the 40-day sugar fast. Um, I know I learned some really incredible things from the Lord during this time. I know Emily did too. Um, and so I, I want to kind of share with you guys what he revealed to us and um, some things that might encourage you because I know you're probably thinking, wow, they gave up sugar for 40 days. They must be these spiritual giants. But I assure you we are not. <laughs> and, wow. um, I, and I think when we talk about some of those things, you'll kind of see how we learn to let go of perfectionism in it. But um, Emily, why don't you start out with you know, what you thought a fast was? What were your thoughts going into it? Well, I've heard of fasting before. Um, not so much growing up, but it was kind of like one of those spiritual disciplines that's forgotten along with like miracles don't really happen in the Bible, mm. like the way they did the Bible. Um, so in the last couple of years, I've learned more about it, but I've kind of always just written off as something that I can't do, um, because of blood sugar fluctuations and different physical things I have. Um, I did do one once before I just skipped one meal and just, you know, spent like five hours praying and, you know, I survived and it mm -hmm. was good. And that was really my only experience with it. Just, I was at a very desperate point in my life. So I felt like that was all I could do was just go before God and be like, help me. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you, you, Erica had texted me, I think in December about doing the 40 day sugar fast and my life was crazy. And I totally forgot about it. I even forgot to order my book. <laughs> and so I had kind of already decided for January, I was going to give up sugar just for more like health reasons. Mm. I knew, um, it had become a stronghold in my life. I was tired of it controlling me. I was tired of feeling sick from binging on sugar. And so then when, you know, I'd kind of already decided, but not as a fast, I was just doing it to right. do it. So when you messaged me about the book, I was like, oh, yeah. So I order it quick, but I was kind of went in thinking, like, I'm not going to get anything out of it. I'm kind of only doing it halfway. I'm only giving up pastries because that's what I had decided initially for January anyways. But I was like, well, we'll just kind of see what happens. It'll, it'll line up well with some events I had coming up that it would be neat. But I was really surprised how much I got out of it and – how it wasn't a fast in the way I thought mm. I just thought you know if you give up Facebook or you give up just like some pastries like it's not as important to God mm. it's not as holy as taking 30 days and having no food or three days right but God showed up and really changed my perspective on when we come with humble hearts ready to hear from him he's gonna meet us there mm. even when we think it's not as worthy as someone else's. Absolutely. I think I was in the same boat as you. I had um, tried to do a fast in college. Um, I was running cross country, so we had practice in the morning and the afternoon. And by the afternoon with the fast, I was like ready to pass out while I was doing my second run for the day. And so I was like, and I think at the time I was doing it more for also weight loss reasons. Um, yeah. And so this time... 
um, you know, I've grown a lot in my faith and I realized really this wasn't about losing weight for me. This wasn't about anything like that. It was more a hunger to grow closer to God. And like you, I knew that sugar was a stronghold in my life and I was ready to be done with that. And, you know, sometimes you have to cut things out to really see the fruit and to see yourself growing closer to the Lord. And so it is hard though, because sugar is everywhere. It's in everything. Um, Yeah. yeah. So I know for me, I decided to mainly give up like chocolate because I knew every afternoon I went to chocolate bars um, and it was really open eye-opening for me because I realized through this, like, why did I go to that in the afternoon? Um, and I had to ask myself why, because the devotionals are really good. They get you into asking the why questions of why you're going to sugar. And for me, it was because my energy always crashed in the afternoon because I was go, go, going, trying to get everything done. And then when I picked up the kids at school and brought everybody home, I kind of felt like, okay, everything's done now. Um, and my body started to crash. And at the moment that I started crashing and losing energy, I felt like I wasn't being a good mom because I wasn't being present with my kids. I wasn't like playing with them, doing things with them, getting them on homework, keeping them away from the screens and TV and all that. I felt like I was incapable of doing anything and I just had to go take a nap. Um, And so that inadequacy as a mom drove me to eat because I thought if I can just eat and get a little energy, but often that led to almost binge eating chocolate like over and over and over again because I was looking for that burst of energy, but I was also looking for something to fill my soul and tell me that I was being a good mom. Um, So realizing that with the Lord and then coming to him and just sitting with him and saying, what do you think of me as a mom? Like, am I doing a good job? What do you think, Lord? Like, um, and then having his love kind of pour over me and that was a huge breakthrough for me because this is a habit I was doing every day. You know, what was something that you kind of felt yourself turning to over and over again that was hard to give up? Um, I think it was super surprising um, how in-depth the chapters were and that it did make me more aware of of those situations like you're talking about. Like you had to come face-to-face with your demons, really. The things you could kind of overlook and be like, well, everybody celebrates and has chocolate. Everybody binges on a Friday night. Like, it's okay. It made you realize it's not okay for me in this moment. I Mm. have to choose life or death. And right now, sugar is bringing death, not just physically, but it really, I was eye-opening that spiritual aspect. So for me, um, I don't think I ever would think of like the bad mom thing, but definitely like when I'm feeling stressed, sugar, 100%. And I don't even know that it's this mentality of, I'm stressed, so I deserve sugar. It's just like this panic starts to come, yeah. and I sugar. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that I do it almost automatically. I really think for me it comes down to the addictive nature of sugar right. and that high. If I'm sad, I want sugar. If I'm uh, worried, anxious, you know, struggling in a relationship, I want sugar. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm scared, I want sugar. So one thing that God really convicted me of in this process, which I would say is like where I messed up, um, kind of fell off the wagon for a minute. Um, we were at my in-laws house and I wasn't feeling well. And I have a lot of anxiety I deal with when it comes to sickness. I've had it since I was a little kid and it's ebbed and flowed, but it's just something I'm really trying to get rid of at this season of my life. Right. Um, and 
so often what I have done over the years is if I am anxious about being sick, well, I just, I eat a mint. And that kind of just helps my brain, mm-hmm. I guess, be like, it's you're okay. You have a mint that'll calm your stomach and you're really fine. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know. I had like a fistful of mints that night. And I knew God was speaking to me like that sugar, Emily, you've given up sugar in it. And I was like, well, but God, I said like chocolate and pastries. So this <laughs> isn't a big deal, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I knew it was more than sugar in that moment. He mm-hmm. was inviting me to trust him. Mm-hmm. Do you trust that mint to mm-hmm. give you security right now that you're not going to throw up tonight? Mm. and be in pain or do you trust me Mm. and I failed in that moment but I'm actually doing the fast again now Um, I started it again right away because I knew I wasn't done yet God was making it very clear he was not done and what he wanted to teach me and that I wasn't done letting go of sugar and so this time some of those things that I did last time like I had chocolate my granola bars and I still had some mints this time I'm giving up both of those things because yeah. I feel like he wants me to go even deeper and mm. this time around the fast is honestly harder than the mm. last time because the last time you know I committed with you guys it was kind of fun it was new whatever and now it's like I'm really doing this fast right and really asking for more it's so much more than saying no to sugar it's saying no to fear mm. to feeling inadequate to running to him to taking that time so that's what's hard when you're home and your kids are freaking out and you just want to put the tv on and eat chocolate because that's easier yeah. than saying god i need you right now and taking five minutes alone in your closet to pray and get your heart right to having the discipline of scripture and putting that in to replace the lies that's hard. Those disciplines mm. are hard. It takes time. It is so much easier to just eat the fruit snack mm-hmm. and put the TV on for the kids. It's yeah. so much easier to just pop them in than, really, than fight through that fear and to speak back to the enemy mm-hmm. and say, no, I'm going to trust the Lord over whatever I see, whatever I feel, whatever I hear, because mm-hmm. he said that he is greater than my feelings and mm-hmm. that he is my healer. And this mint is not healing me. This mint is not changing anything. Um, it was very convicting and it's, it's so interesting that we think, oh, it's just about sugar. It's just about the mint. There's so much more behind that, that God wants what that mint represents. That mint was my security. And God's like, I want to be your security. Mm, I love that. I love that. I, same thing for me. I mean, I did this last year. And last year, I remember having my lattes every morning, my sugar-filled lattes. And I, I didn't even feel bad about it. I was like, oh, I'm still doing the sugar fast. You know? <laughs> but then this time, God was like, I want you to give up those lattes too. Oh. And um, it was actually really good. I felt like um, I did have more time with him because I was thinking less about go, go, going and going to get my latte. And I had a few moments to pause and sit with him and think about how it it didn't feel good at first to give that up, but then the deeper you go with it, the more you get out of it. So yeah. the more you give up to him, the the closer you're getting. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing, you know? And at the end you yeah. look back and you're like, I'm so glad, you know, that I went deeper. Um, right. Talk. Let's right. talk about, because I know perfectionism has been kind of my enemy a lot. And I, I've been noticing that through this fast because like you with the mints that one time, like I definitely had a couple times where I fell short and I did eat sugar. Um, I didn't do this fast perfectly. Um, but I do think that God was teaching me to not let perfectionism be my enemy in my spiritual life. And in order to keep growing closer to Christ, I will need to fall down and get back up and let him forgive me and accept his forgiveness 
not just wallow in shame for the, like I could have just, you know, had that moment of giving up with sugar. Like I remember one time I made, um, I was trying to make healthy cookies. So I made, I put oatmeal, I put like coconut sugar, which technically isn't, you know, I was trying to cheat and I was like, I made all these cookies and then I ended up eating like eight cookies. Right. And then that night I felt like, oh man, Lord, like I blew it. Like, and I think the old me would have been like, let's just give up on the fast right now because you have no chance. Like, don't even do it, you know? But this time I got up the next morning and I said, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do this, Lord. Let's get back up. I want to keep going because I think it's important to build those resistance muscles and not give yeah. in to being a perfectionist and saying like, I want to do this 100% because you don't experience a lot of growth that way. You just stay in shame over what right. happened, you know, yeah. and we want to be able to push through that. What do you think? Did you see any of that in your life when you're going through this, like the pull to not um, give in to perfectionism? Yeah, I would say like with with the mints, and even this time, I accidentally drank some juice the other day. I never drink juice. I'm a water person, but there was some juice box I had been using for communion. And I was like, "Well, I'll just drink the rest of it." And yeah, I was like, "Oh no, what did I do?" <laughs> and I was like, "All right, well, I was doing communion, so maybe it's okay." Yeah, but my heart, you know, wasn't trying to cheat. I right. totally. But normally. And I can see where there's growth that God's doing. Normally, I'm the same way. I think of my life often um, of that clean slate uh, sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're a kid, if you were, had perfectionist tendencies, if you messed up, you would rip that whole paper up, throw it and start completely over. It doesn't matter if you were almost to the end of that drawing, painting, writing, whatever. And my life so often, I've said, I wish it was like that paper. I just want to crumple this season up, this moment up and throw it away and start fresh. And you don't get those fresh moments. And those moments for me are often so uh, defeating and irritating because I can't do it over. And how can I make everyone see me the way I want? And how can Mm I uh, fix that blunder that's now this big blotch on my page and everyone knows it, but you're right. God is gracious. And it's such a good thing. Like this, these are things that come from this fast. You think it's just about food, but it's so much more Right. because for you, even those cookies, they weren't sugar. You mm-hmm. know, you were still within your fast guidelines that you'd say for yourself, but it was so much more because it was about the binging. It's yes. about what you were going through too. And it was about God speaking that grace over your life despite it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so incredible. Yeah. Um, because, and I think you know, we could throw in the towel, but right can't you can't because you won't get out of it what you're supposed to yeah and I think I noticed like I did this last fast and this fast as soon as I start giving up sugar I start filling it with other things like potato chips or you know other things that are salty but not sweet because I'm still trying to play within the rules um yeah but it's really just a heart posture it's like what am I looking to fill me you know what am I looking to and you're right about how sugar actually has an impact on our brain. Like there's a dopamine hit that comes just like with drugs or other things. Like it's like a dopamine hit in our brain. So we think it's the easiest, quickest path. And I love that verse where it says, you know, the path is narrow um, and very few people will find it like to Christ. And so it's similar. I see parallels in this because it's like we're choosing that narrow path, the harder path. The path of, yeah, I'm going to go sit in my closet, read and pray for a few minutes because that is way harder to choose than a handful of M&Ms. 
Like, let's face it, that is way harder. Um, so I love, I love all that you're sharing with us. And I wanted to kind of go into, do you have anything specific you wanted to share too, that you got out of it? I'm going to look up a quote that I loved. Um, I mean, for me, it was like the hearing from God. And I think she mentions this in the book and I've heard this probably for other people just like kind of when you are fasting, you're looking for this answer. And I don't feel like I was fasting for an answer per se. Um, I was doing it, yes, for the stronghold of sugar. We had a, um, a big ladies event I was involved in where I was sharing my testimony. So I thought it fit well, that just my heart would be in the right posture for that. But I had heard people say, like, you hear from God so clear. Mm-hmm. And of course, again, because I think it's just sugar. It was just a couple of cupcakes and some chocolate. Like, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But, y'all. That showed up. <laughs> the ways I heard from him, like the verse of the day, mm-hmm. I'd read it. Guess what the verse of the passage we were reading in the in the book was? And I was like, wow. oh. And then I would turn to my Bible and the scripture I was in that day, same verse. Yeah. And I'm like, you are trying to tell me something. What are you trying to tell me? So there mm-hmm. was like four different things that God specifically shared during the fast that I wrote down. And I'm trying to just... When things are coming up, I'm like, okay, you told me something recently. So how does this fit? Mm-hmm. One of them was um, the transfiguration of Jesus. And I felt like what he was sharing was, listen, and don't be afraid. Then there was kind of the, mm-hmm. the things that cause you to sin. Cut it away. What's causing you to sin? Which, of course, I could say is sugar, but there's other parts of that to me, too. Like with spending our credit card. I think we need to literally cut it up. I told my husband, we get it paid off. We need to cut that up. We need to cut it away because it's causing us to sin and we rely on it. Like we mm-hmm. say it's just there. If, like we just need a couple bucks in and up the month, but then somehow it ends up with $3,000 on it. Mm-hmm. And if you, so you got, I can't tell me something's not going on. And then he also reminded me of the verse, um, in the same way, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. And I felt very clear that he was saying, this is not just about food and money, those needs, it's all your needs and you need to trust me. So mm-hmm. all those things I feel inadequate about all, uh, the things like with children, the wisdom I feel I need, he's like, mm-hmm. I have got all of it. This was never just about me supplying those basic necessities. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing was about, um, let the Holy spirit guide your life. It's Galatians five sixteen. And so, you know, what, what does that mean to walk in the spirit? And, and, let him regulate your life by the spirit. So again, that's letting go of that, you know, not taking back that yoke of slavery to sugar, mm. to fear, to people pleasing. And, mm. you know, he did not make us to be tied up in the law and a slave to these things. He made us for freedom and he has set us free. So mm. we need to walk in that freedom. And so those were super cool. But then in general, I just, I realized there were several times, for example, I was getting ready for this woman's event. I had volunteered to make some gluten-free muffins and I was in the store several times leading up to this event, getting various things. And every time I was in the store, I felt kind of like that, that voice in your head. You don't know who it is, but it's like, you know, get some cupcake liners. Yeah. <laughs> I just pushed it away. I'm like, I have cupcake liners at home because I use specific ones, um, that like don't have aluminum in them uh-huh. and every time get cupcake liners I'm like I have cupcake liners well what do you know Friday morning the event is Saturday I have all afternoon already booked with setup I go to make cupcakes I don't have any cupcake liners <laughs> and I was like god you were talking to me <laughs> I didn't know it and there was a couple other things that happened that weekend I had wanted to use puzzle pieces on the table I was doing the decorations as well and 
I wanted you to puzzle pieces and I kind of wrote it off. Well, that night those speakers came and they gave us each a necklace with a puzzle piece in it. And they said, your story matters. And that was literally what I had in my mind when mm-hmm. I wanted to use the puzzle pieces. And I was like, God, you are talking to me. Yeah. And so I'm trying to really be in tune with that voice. And it's hard for me because I can also lean to the side of like, is the dryer still on? We might all die. Like, did you, did you check the door five times yet? <laughs> Cause we might all die. Like, so I don't, want the enemy to use it that way but I do think that God is speaking to me more than I realize on some of these things I didn't think were as maybe as important Mm. but that's how much he loves me yeah that he would put it on my heart you're gonna need cupcake liners Emily why don't you pick some up Mm. I'm gonna put that in your spirit like man like it almost makes me emotional that that's how much he loves us he wants to talk to us about that too he cares about those things that are coming up that are going to stress us out Mm. enough to say, Hey, pick up some cupcake liners, girl. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about the, you know, striking you over the head with your sin. Like he really is a good, good father. And so that hearing from him absolutely happened. And I Mm. think that's also why I'm doing the fast again. I just felt from him. I was almost, almost about to give the book to someone else to borrow. And I was just like, I'm not done. God is not done speaking to me yet. And there's some things I have in the works that I was like, I know I need to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like that control of food is too strong that I'm too vulnerable right now to go back. I need to, I want to hear from you more, but mm-hmm. I would definitely challenge and encourage everyone to kind of tune into that little voice you thought was you. It might not be you. Yeah. <laughs> telling you to buy cupcake liners. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I know for me, I I didn't go into the fast expecting this, but I was hoping that because, well, I, I was honest with God. I just said at the beginning of the fast, I was like, God, I'm feeling really burnt out with temple care right now. I can't come up with any new content. Like I'm getting tired. I'm getting exhausted. The thought of producing podcasts every week and writing and doing all of that was, I don't know, something happened in January where I just started feeling really tired. And I I even texted you about that. I remember, but oh man, like during the fast, like he just reinvigorated my whole ministry. Um, I would, I wrote a podcast like the night before, and then I would go to Bible study in the next morning and the speaker like literally said all the things that I wrote. And it was just like God confirming to me, like, you're on the right track. Like, keep going. You know, like, this person has been in ministry for 30-plus years, like, and you guys are saying the same thing. So yeah. you're, you're on the right track, Erica. Like, and so, um, I, you know, it was just, it was a beautiful, like, time where God was whispering to me little things like, you, you can do this. Like, keep going. Like, I will not leave you alone. I will keep giving messages to your heart. Like, because I think for me, I'm always... I'm the worrier of the future. I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make 52 podcasts this year, Lord? Like I'm looking at the whole year and he's just saying, be faithful in the next one. I got a message for you this week. Can you do one more? You know, and I think God is so gentle and kind that he doesn't overwhelm us and he doesn't give us like, he doesn't want us to see the whole year ahead because he knows that would be too much for us. So he was giving me the encouragement to just be faithful with the very next step I give you. Um, you know, like, and, and he completely, you know, spoke to my heart in that. And then one other thing I got out of it, I remember 
on the very day 40 of the, the one of the very last days. I think she has a day 41 too, but day 40 was really impactful for me because it was like, so what do you do? What do you, where do you go from here with the fast? You know, because I always think I made it through this fast, but I'm just going to go right back to binging sugar. And like I was already planning in my head all the things I wanted to eat. <laughs> Like at the end of it, like that's how bad it, you're, you're planning to like do it all over again. And I'm over here like, okay, I'm going to make cupcakes oh, no, on Saturday. No, I made cookies. I made cookies. Yes. I made at least three of them and yeah. hated myself. And I was like, okay, I definitely need to do this fast. I can't cook for Yeah. But, um, so in the last, in day 40, she says, um, so I made a choice to believe that God had indeed faithfully filled me that morning instantaneously and supernaturally, whether I felt it or not, I had to learn to live satisfied. And then I wrote a little prayer. I said, Jesus, it is the cry of my heart to live this way, to live satisfied in you. I am tired of running to food. I want to let that go and to live by your spirit. Lord, I trust you completely. You are good. Your love never fails. And I think, you know, for me, I've had this struggle of turning to food, not just sugar, but food in general, like as my comfort, um, my whole life really. I mean, ever since I was maybe a preteen, it, food was my comfort. And yeah. so I've always said to people, oh, this is just something I'm always going to struggle with. Like right. this is my sin struggle. Um, and reading that devotion put it into perspective for me and said, no, no, I don't have to say this is my struggle. I can walk in the power of God's spirit and I can say I'm done with this and I'm moving forward in faith. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to fall down a couple times, right? That doesn't mean that I'm not going to have days where it's hard and where I want to give up and where I'm, I do eat 10 cookies or whatever, like that, that could happen, but it doesn't mean that I'm not on the right track with the Lord. It doesn't mean that I'm not walking by the spirit in that moment I gave into the flesh doesn't mean that my journey is over with the Lord and that I'm not being sanctified and grown. Right, right. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. The, the book is phenomenal. I, I was not expecting to get as much out of it as I did each day. Like, it's like you can talk about sugar for 40 days, but it really, there's so much more to it. Wasn't the one, um, the one day she asks about what song does God sing over you? Oh, yeah. So I did that, which um, I I thought was like kind of silly, but he, the song that immediately came to my mind is Isn't She Lovely, mm. which I don't even know who it's by. Who's that by? Is know? that Stevie something? Oh, man. I, I know. So. I know who you're talking about. I am not familiar with his work. I actually only knew like the line, Isn't She Lovely. I had never heard the whole song before. Okay. So I look it up and play it. And I thought it was like a love song, like something sexual or something like that. Yeah. He's talking about his little girl. Yeah. So there I am sobbing. Like, yeah. Like, hey, lovely God, you're so excited to see my face in the morning. Like, oh Aww. my word. Like, that touched me hmm. so profoundly and so crazy that that was the song he picked. Not hmm. a worship song. You know, we put God in this box, really. Yeah. But this song, I was like, you're going to use a love song? But it was a love song about a father to his daughter. Like, mm. how intimate. Yeah. You know? Oh, There's just that's so, beautiful. so much good in the book that she pulls out. Um, it 
I would just, I really recommend, <laughs> recommend yeah. it. Recommend it. Yeah. Good. And whoever yeah. is listening to this and they're like, oh, I missed it. I didn't get to do it in January. Like, no, just do it now. Like, go buy yes, the book. Yeah, do it now. Do it now. Like, it's 100%. worth it. It is so good for your heart to have that time with the Lord. Um, yeah. I even remember we had to go through Valentine's Day during the fast. Yes. And I was like, oh, why did it, like, land on this time? <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to eat chocolate. Um, but yeah. it, I do remember, like, because that was towards the end of the fast, and I remember feeling like, you know what? Like, I'm happy to give this up on this day because it, I think it's the ac- ultimate act of love for me towards God mm-hmm. to give up something that I really want this day but to say to him, I love you that much more. Like, right. I don't want Absolutely. chocolate as much as I want you. I want you this yeah. Valentine's Day. Um, yeah. and that was that I remember that being different for me than the last time we did it. Cause I think I probably ate chocolate on the last time, yeah. <laughs> but this time it was like, cause I think you, you think the first time you go through it, you're going to be like, you're, you have a lot of like gung ho in the beginning. Like I can do this, you know, like this is going to yeah. be great. And then as you get further and further, it gets harder, but it's also becomes more rewarding. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Any other yeah. thoughts? Um, I mean, this time doing it again has been much harder. I'm giving up a little bit more this time. And I think knowing like I could be done, everyone else is out eating sugar. Mm. Like there's this war even, I don't know why it's so much harder this time. Um, but it is, but it's almost a good thing because I think it's revealing even more how much I rely on sugar or want it, which reminds me how much more I want God. Yeah. And how much I need this Mm -hmm. to do this. But something that I'm doing this fast, and I kind of finished the last fast doing, and it was recommended by the woman who came and spoke at that event I was talking about, um, is doing communion. And so I've I've done communion a couple times outside of church, but it was always kind of like a little weird to me because you just do it, you know, on the second or third Sunday of every month. Mm -hmm. And And it's, growing up as a pastor's daughter, it's been hard to make those moments personal because, you know, if, if you don't see the pastor's daughter doing communion, you know, she's in sin and like those kind of pressures where it's like, how do you, you know, it's like hell of brimstone. If you take communion and you're, and you're in some sort of sin, mm-hmm. but if you don't take it, everybody's going to know you're in sin. So anyways, mm. um, they encourage us to do it at home. And so I'm doing communion every day. I'm just doing like a Cheerio and some water. Like, again, that kind of was new to me that it doesn't have to be juice and bread, like it's a carb and a liquid, you know, it's supposed to be the symbolism, right? We kind of mm. get caught up in that religion, but it's been such an intimate time with God doing communion each day and just resetting my heart mm. because again, in church and you know, there's kids, there's music, there's someone rustling papers over there. And it's hard to really get beyond just like, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to think about the blood and you know, you were tortured. It was really gross. And I'm sorry, God, if I've sinned and like, la-di-da, like prayer, it's hard to get deeper than that. But doing it at home, when I do the, the carb, what represents the flesh, the body, I think about where have I come into agreement with, um, lies about my body. So maybe sickness. Um, mm-hmm. If Jesus said, by your stripes, I've been healed, which actually in the original translation is made whole. He's made me whole. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to come into agreement. Even if I feel today achy because of my thyroid, God, I come into agreement with your healing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I don't experience that to eternity, I come in agreement with the fact that you are going to sustain me today. Mm-hmm. And then with the blood, with 
with the Jews, I, the same thing. Where spiritually am I coming into agreement with lies about fear, um, about uh, inadequacy, those kind of things. And taking a moment to acknowledge both sides of that coin and tell the enemy, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to believe that anymore. And resetting for that day, not waiting three weeks, not waiting two months, not waiting to the next revival moment on my life, but each day saying, hold up. I'm pretty sure I'm believing some lies here from the enemy, either about physical body mm. or about in the spiritual realm. I'm going to come out of agreement with those and I'm going to come into agreement with truth, which mm. then reminds me, I have to be reading truth. I have to be memorizing truth to fight back when that comes later in the day, when I'm feeling sick or I'm feeling weak or I'm feeling afraid. Oh no, God, you've not given me a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. I'm not agreeing with that. Mm-hmm. But that has been just another level to this fast that has made it more intimate and more real to me and just a way to kind of not just rush through reading this book for Mm. another 40 days because I just did it. But I mean, the the devotionals are so good that there's plenty to get out of it. Mm. But I, I have really enjoyed that aspect of it and would encourage other people to do it, whether for fasting or just make that part of your routine, ask God for how long, maybe it just for a few days or just do it weekly or something. I, it's been really good to sit back and analyze those things that I don't typically think about until God kind of comes up and slaps me upside the head Mm. metaphorically with a sermon or something, but I can think and reset those places that I'm believing the lie before it takes root. Does Mm. that make sense? Like I think we wait until it takes root and then we're 10 years down the road now digging up something, but each day I can be like, hold on, what am I believing? Let's reset. Mm. And that's been really good. That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I never thought of communion that way, where what sin am I in agreement with? What lies from the enemy and I am I in agreement with? Because yeah. I think when you get to communion, you're kind of on the spot and you're like, okay, Lord, like I just confess anything. I don't really know yeah. what I should be yeah. confessing right now, but I, yeah. And I think that asking those questions really makes your heart go a little deeper. And I Absolutely. love that. That's really powerful. I love the yeah. Cheerio in the water. I'm definitely yeah. going to do that. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, I could talk to you about this all day. I know that we got, both of us got a lot out of it. And I like to hear how we got different things out of it. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, yeah. But thanks for being on today, Emily. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. This was fun. It's nice to recap. Yeah. Um, kind of decompress what's that word I don't know uh and just yeah no I know what you mean because I and we both kind of said we didn't get the chance to talk about this on our social channels so um but anyways let me close us in prayer Lord I thank you for Emily for her time for her thoughts um I thank you that you spoke to her during this fast thank you for meeting her where she is thank you for even convicting her over those mints and um, the ways that you've called her out of fear and into a place of loving you and surrendering to you and to knowing that you will care for her even in the darkest places. And Lord, I saw you do that for me too. I saw you reinvigorate my soul and help me to keep going. And I just praise you for that, Lord. I pray that if there's a sweet soul on the other end of this, listening to this, wondering, should I do this fast? Encourage their heart, Lord. Encourage them to order that book and to do it and to not look back and to spend the time with you and to grow closer to you in the process. And Lord, I just thank you for Wendy who wrote this book, for putting it on her heart. Lord, I thank you for her life. 
for her example and that she had the courage to write about these things because I know that she probably got some hard feedback that she was taking sugar too seriously or making it too legalistic or things like that. But Lord, oh, this message is so needed um, and it touches the deepest places of our hearts and it's really the opposite of legalism and it's all about grace. And I just thank you, Lord, for Wendy and for putting that on her heart to write this book. And I just pray for um, all the sweet ones listening to this, Lord, that you would encourage them today, help them to get through their week, their weekend, um, and to live in the light of your grace, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Erica. Thanks, Emily. Um, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? So on Instagram, at learning to live beloved one. And you can also find me on my website, www.learningtolivelovedministries.com. Thank you for sharing that. I love following. I love your Warrior Wednesday. It's Warrior Wednesday, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, this year it's Warrior Wednesday. Yeah. I love it. I love those videos because they literally make me feel like so strong after I watch Good. them. I'm like, okay, I got this. Like, I don't know why yeah. I was so worried about all the things I was worried about. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, you put out some great stuff. So please follow Emily, um, find her page, um, and just like her stuff because she is awesome. So um, thanks for being on, Emily. Really appreciate you. All right, friends, I will talk to you next time.